Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Santa baby, slip a table under the tree. Baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa, baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, Santa, baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Christina Cash, and on this eve before Christmas Eve, I'm your host in Nashville, Tennessee, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is my co-host, Miss Bobby Jingle Bells. Good morning, Bobby Jingle Bells. (laughs) 
Good morning. We have an overcast day here. It has the feeling of Christmas. I love it, and um, I'm happy to be with you today. I can't believe, I can't believe that Christmas Eve is tomorrow. <laughs> this this year has just absolutely flown by, but uh, for us here in Nashville, Tennessee, we have sunny skies. And Bobby, if you could believe it, on Christmas Day we're supposed to hit about 72 to 75 degrees. So we'll mm-hmm, see a lot of mm-hmm. people out in shorts here uh, on Christmas Day. <laughs> but we that's have like a California very, weather. yeah, that's California weather or Florida weather or Hawaii weather. It's, <laughs> it's not Tennessee and Albuquerque weather, is it? No. Uh, anyway, we've got a really special show today. I, I'm so excited because Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus are going to be joining us for the first part of the show and we'll visit with him just a few minutes because he's kind of a busy guy right now. So we'll be talking mm-hmm. with him. And then who else will be joining us? Um, and then we have award-winning poets, uh, Valerie and Floyd Beard. And, of course, the sensational Mary Kay Holt will join us. All right. So we're going to have a lot of fun visiting with them. But right now, I think, I'm starting to hear a little hoof on the <laughs> ceiling around here and maybe a jingle bell or two. So uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Santa and Mrs. Claus. But right now, let's take a listen to this song from Buck Owens. It's called Santa's Going to Come in a Stagecoach. Well, I've been sort of worried about Santa Claus It didn't snow out here But I'm telling you not to worry Cause I just got the word Everybody listen closely And I'll tell you what I heard Santa's coming in a stagecoach Instead of his trusted sleigh He'll have horses instead of reindeer To carry him on his way Cause the weatherman had some problems he couldn't get snow, you see Santa's gonna come in a stagecoach When he visits you and me Well, Santa can't bring his reindeer He'll leave them far away But don't you worry about him He's gonna be here Christmas Day He's got a big red stagecoach with jingle bells and all And there's gonna be a Merry Christmas A Merry Christmas for all Santa's gonna come in a stagecoach Instead of his trusty sleigh He'll have horses instead of reindeer To carry him on his way The weatherman had some problems He couldn't get snow, you see Santa's gonna come in a stagecoach when he visits you and me. Santa's gonna come in a stagecoach when he visits you and me. Buck Owen, Santa's gonna come in a stagecoach, but I think I heard who's on the roof, and we left the front door open 
because not only is Santa here, but Mrs. Claus as well. Hi, Santa. Hi, Miss Claus. Well, hello there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> we are, we're so thrilled to death to have you guys stop by and visit with us. Well, it is a pleasure indeed. I tell you, it has been a busy season. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, yeah. I was just thinking a little earlier before, because I knew you were coming by. And uh, and I just wondered then, when do you actually start getting ready for Christmas, Santa? Oh, about the second day of January. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Busy, busy, busy. All year long. Oh, gosh. I tell you. When, when uh, Mrs. Claus, when do the first uh, letters start to arrive uh, asking Santa, you know, for, for things on the list? How, how soon do they start to come in? Well, you know, some start to come in the end of summer. But the biggest rush, I would say, comes after Thanksgiving, wouldn't you, Santa? Yes, that's when they start dumping them in by the bag load. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, do you get email well. too, or does everything is everything handwritten? Oh, oh, we get all kinds of communications in this new technological age. <laughs> oh gosh. Hey, my wife's my wife had a question for me. I want to ask this one real quick, and this is for Mrs. Claus. But when Santa's out delivering his presents and the toys and everything, what are you doing? Well, as soon as he leaves, I sweep everything up and then I start getting ready for the party that we throw for the elves on the twenty sixth because you know uh-huh. you make sure they're appreciated so we have a big blowout on the 26th oh wow that's How fun. fantastic see that is fantastic. i thought maybe you'd i thought maybe you'd sit down pour yourself a cup of cocoa and turn on the hallmark channel <laughs> well that'll that'll be 27th oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh well what you know, is, um, in some uh, parts, uh, some parts of the world right now, it's already Christmas Eve, and uh, and so it's pretty cool that you're able to stop by and visit with us for just a, a little bit. I know Bobby's got a couple more questions, and then you guys are going to have to run. Yes, we will, uh, Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus, I know that you are a phenomenal cook. What is um, your husband's favorite meal? Oh my goodness, probably. You know, he really likes ham and beans with homemade rolls. Oh, okay. I like ham. I like ham and beans. I like ham and beans with homemade rolls. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good deal. He likes those New Mexico stacked enchiladas too. Mm. Oh wow, Bobby! Wow. Oh wow. Oh wow! Santa, right. is there a favorite? Is there a favorite cookie that you that you look forward to as you make your rounds? Oh, I was just gonna say that it's no secret that I love every kind of cookie. <laughs> I didn't uh, think Santa had a cookie he didn't like. No. <laughs> cookie monster. <laughs> 
really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, do you have one more question before they have to take off? Um, I have, let's see, one more question. What is your favorite part about Christmas? Oh, 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 oh. My favorite part is getting ready <laughs> with the language. You know, a lot of people don't stop to think about that, but I traveling all over the world, I have this elf up here who's a really good linguist, and he tries to teach me how to speak and how to read the notes and things all around mm-hmm. the world. Boy, I really have to study, but mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. Oh well, well that is that is a good point. I never thought about the fact that you had to be so talented in so many languages, but you do. And uh, mm-hmm. oh, it's good, good thing. Do you do you have? By the way, do you have a favorite elf? I know you have a favorite reindeer. I love all the elves. They do such a good job. Oh oh oh, oh. <laughs> Donner, let's settle down. <laughs> I think from that answer, from that answer, we can tell that Santa has a little politician in him. So uh, that that was a good good answer. Good answer. Well, I've got I've got milk ready for you tomorrow night. I have cookies that my wife made that are ready for you tomorrow night. So we are looking forward to you stopping by the whole house in Tennessee. Okay. And I'm sure I'm sure that Bobby. Bell is ready for you there, and uh, the kids all around the world are looking forward to seeing Santa Claus tomorrow night. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time to visit with us today. Well, you're most welcome. Oh, oh, oh. And, you know, tomorrow (laughs) night is the night in some parts of the world already. It sure is. It sure is. It sure is. You know, there's a a poet that we really like, a guy named Floyd Beard, and he did a poem that I think is just a perfect way to end our visit tonight, and that's one called Papa Noel. But we will look for you tomorrow night here in Tennessee, and Mrs. Claus, hope to see you somewhere. Yes, indeed. It's been a pleasure, Gary. All right. Thank <laughs> you, guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> was like no chip before Christmas and all across the ranch. No animals were stirring. The owl, he sleep on his branch. Me wool socks were laid out by the kiva all right. Possibly Papa Noel find them there later tonight. Me niños were snuggled all warm in their beds. While dreams of sopa, pias y tamales dance in their heads. Mamacitas in her flannel. Long John's got my nod. We were just about dreaming of Feliz Navidad. When out in the corral, all the cows, they start mooing. The dogs is all barking. A real racket is brewing. This racket is scare me. I jump out of bed. I trip on the house cat and I fall on my head. I open the door, she's a little, and I barely peek through. I think maybe it's a witch, or a Diablo, or a coyote or two. The moon is so big and bright in the sky, I can see the whole barnyard. It's no wonder why. Then I think my eyes have gone bad, or maybe they're full of the wolves. Cause I see a little cartera pulled by eight corriente bulls. 
El camionero, he drives them so fast and so well. I knew muy pronto, it was Papa Noel. Muy rápido, like jaguars, these toros they came. And he holler, and he yell, and he call out their name. Andale, Alberto, Ponchito, Diego, Miguel, Judas, Vicente, Francisco, Pablo, Manuel, Arriba, get up there, or I'll whip you, I warned. Over haystack, over corral, get up on the barn. And they flew up in the air like a storm blew them there. And they snorted and they pulled a cartero with no care. Up past the shed roof to the barn roof they flew. And up went the cartero, he toys, he Papa Noel too. Then in a moment on the barn tin, I can hear every hoof. And I think one left a cow pie up there on the roof. As I close the door and I hit behind the wood bin, I hear a crash in the attic. And Papa Noel tumble in. He's got on a sarape and a sombrero grand. And his clothes, they're all trail worn and covered with sand. He has a big pack made from the cowhide. And his jam full of toys and presents inside. He looked like a traveler, yet friendly somehow. And he moved as smooth as a dancer before taking a bow. His handlebar mustache almost covered his smile, and his black whiskers, they're cut machismo style. He wore leather wrist cuffs above soft calfskin gloves, and the conchos on his leggings are of crosses and dust. He seemed very strong, an hombre for sure, yet he smiled, and he has an ease so soft and demure. He was an hombre, yet jolly. And on his behalf, I tell you, in spite of myself, he made me laugh. He looked around mi casa at our stockings and trees. I know we're amigos, this hombre and me. He don't say nothing. Just opens his pack wide, and he fills all our stockings with things from inside. Then he look at the attic where he came in before. He just shrugged his shoulders, and he walked out the door. Then he jump up on the barn like child's play that part. And he scratches his bulls and he hop in his cart. And he say when they flew away as his bulls he deprod. Buenos noches, mis amigos. Y feliz Navidad. <laughs> Welcome back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Papa Noel written and recited by Floyd Beard from his album Short Grass Country. We have three special guests with us today to spread holiday cheer and share their music and poetry. Valerie Beard lives with her husband Floyd near Kim, Colorado, raising cattle and keeping a few border collies around just to stay humble. She's been writing and reciting poetry since 2015 and won her first award at that time for No Better Life. Floyd Beard has spent years in the saddle taking in the clean air and breathtaking views of southeast Colorado. His stories, richly sprinkled with humor, reflect his Western code of ethics and integrity. A multiple award-winning poet, he weaves his years of experience and observations in the saddle into his work, believing life is a journey, not a destination, and is best viewed from atop a good horse. 
With a voice that grabs your heart and won't let go, our third guest, Mary Kay Holt, is an internationally acclaimed singer-songwriter. Now calling Nashville home, her distinguished songwriting and vocal abilities combined with her magnetic stage presence, beautiful guitar playing, and fun sense of humor always create a memorable live performance. Please welcome... Valerie and Floyd and Mary Kay to Campfire Cafe. Howdy, y'all. Hello. Hello there. Hey, <laughs> thank you for having all of us. Uh, so glad to have you with us. And uh, this show is going to be just a little bit different than what we usually do because it's the eve before Christmas Eve. And uh, we we have family all together. And so we're just kind of going to visit a little bit and uh, and share some poetry and some music and maybe talk about a few of our Christmas memories. But there was a strange resemblance, I must say, to Santa and Mrs. Claus to a couple of our guests. And uh, we were so delighted to have Santa and Mrs. Claus join us, and we're happy to have Floyd and Valerie here with us tonight, or today, still today here in Tennessee. Um, and of course, Mary Kay. So welcome to the show, guys. And, um, Valerie, we're going to start off with one of your poems. It's an award-winning poem. It's one called No Better Life. And tell us a little bit about how this poem came to be. Well, Floyd and some of his poetry partners, um, went down to the Texas Cowboy Poetry Gathering one year. And um, I stayed home to take care of the cattle while they went. And they were predicting a storm. And yes, indeed, it did arrive as projected. So it gave me fertile ground to write this poem. All right. We're going to take a listen to No Better Life. And uh, right after that, we're going to listen to a song from Mary Kay called Christmas for Cowboys. We'll be back in just a moment to visit on the Campfire Cafe. The old faucet drips as slowly she sips her coffee and morning's dull glow. Storms rage in the battle. She's home with the cattle. The temperature reads five below. The wind was a-blowin', it was still snowin'. She stepped out to do morning chores. Snow's a-driftin' with icy snake siftin'. A solid sheen sealed the barn doors. Wet flakes stung her face. She steadied her pace. Her scarf danced an icy staccato. Wires thrummed out a wail. Trees bent to the gale. Barn eaves moaned a mournful vibrato. Inside, it was still. She forked them their fill. They nickered from stalls safe and warm. She calmed down their fears, scratched soft neck and ears, then plunged right back into the storm. The truck started rough, but it was enough. She had loaded the bales night before. Then drove from the haystack with two dogs in the back, and one settled down on the floor. Adrift to the knee, she broke the gate free, plowed into the sheltered corral. With no cows in there yet, a feller could bet that old horn rip would soon be her pal. Was it worth a chance to play the gate dance just in case the old Jessies came in? She rolled bales to the ground, glanced round to the sound of old horn just sporting a grin. Horn sallied right up and started to sup on a bale that she had jerked to the ground. Ignoring that cow, the wife furrowed her brow, spread hay with a vigor newfound. Confronting the cow, 
She knew that somehow she'd wrestle that bale on again. With a wave and a yell, old Horn could just tell it was time to move on in the pen. Now with the cow gone, she tossed the bale on. The dogs hunkered down by the spare. She crawled back in the truck, spun out through the muck, back into the rime-frosted air. Her cowboy's away, thoughts with her today. He worries for her with the chores. They warned of the squall it arrived at nightfall. He wished she could just stay indoors. Back home in the gale, she knows without fail the ice on the tank will be frozen. A lick of the axe and several hard whacks, and she thinks of the life that they've chosen. Shards flew here and there, spray froze in the air. Ice chunks were soon scattered about. Cows filtered in slow, and they all seemed to know that she'd be there for them, there's no doubt. Cows walked to their hay, a bovine buffet. She's glad they'd come in from the range. Now two years in a drought, but they'd never sell out, and she knew others might think it strange. Stood watching them eat. The wild wind beat at her clothes, caked and frozen with snow. Then, after a while, walked off with a smile, thought, no better life she could know.
That's Christmas with Cowboys by Mary Kay Holt, and we listened to the poem No Better Life by Valerie Beard, and we're talking with Valerie and Floyd and Mary Kay today on the Campfire Cafe for this very special Christmas edition. And um, the Cowboy Life, Mary Kay, you write about it in your songs and sing about it, and that just kind of ties right in with what Valerie was talking about with No Better Life. And, um, of course, now I've made a Tennessean out of you, so it's not quite cowboy, but we still have cowboys out here. But what's the cowboy life meant to you? Well, it really gave wings to to the music that I love to sing and perform. And it introduced me to the American West. And so, you know, it's very dear to my heart. And I feel like the music of the West is really, really my, what I want to spend my life kind of telling that story and bringing honor to to um, the cowboy culture. And not only the cowboy culture, but the people of the West. Not everybody is in ranching who has a heart for living in the wide open spaces of the West. So the music really, I hope to, to share is about that. I loved Valerie's poem. I just just brought tears to my eyes. It was just so nice, and um, it just made me laugh because I <laughs> I've done chores by myself before too, and um, you feel proud of yourself and sorry for yourself at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've done chores by myself too, but nobody felt sorry for me when I was doing that. So <laughs> anyway, but but Floyd, you and Valerie live out in Colorado. How's the cowboy lifestyle been for you? Boy, it's been great. I've loved it. and It's a lifestyle that I really have lived and loved all my life. <clears throat> I come from ancestors that were producing livestock producers and goes back like five and six generations on both sides of my family and so it's kind of ingrained in me and I just love it but I really agree with what Mary Kay was saying there that there are people who are not in production agriculture that really love the western lifestyle and and that westerner is a a feeling deep in the soul and in the heart and comes out in a lot of ways, but poetry and music really speak to me. Well, and your point is is excellent. Yeah, your point is excellent because there are people that are around the world listening to the show today. Uh, Germany loves the cowboy, and most other countries do, and so you do not have to be a cowboy to be a cowboy, do you? Not in your heart. We just count ourselves blessed to be able to live where we do. Well, we have another poem we want to get to right quick. And, Floyd, this is yours, and it's called I Am a Cowboy. Uh, So tell us a little bit about this poem, I'm a Cowboy. Yeah, I wrote that one when I was actually cowboying on the western slope of Colorado near Crawford. And I was working for Oaks Brothers Ranch, and I had some cattle of my own up on Saddle Mountain. And that's where this story came to me one day when I was checking my cows and I went back to the house and finished it up. And I use it a lot because it still really speaks to me. 
I think it speaks to a lot of people because they are a cowboy. They don't have to be in the saddle like I was, but those that are, it still really speaks to them also. All right. So this is a McCowboy, and uh, followed by that will be Mary Kay's A Cowboy Christmas Tonight. We'll be back. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe for a very special edition on this Eve of Christmas Eve. I'm a cowboy. It's a life that I love with cattle and horses and the blue sky above. To ride in the mountains and feel the cool breeze. To sit in the saddle neath the quaking asp trees. Have you ever seen the sunrise from atop a good horse as you sit by a stream up near its own source? Or seen the sun chase the mist from the meadow each morn? Have you witnessed the innocence of a fawn that's newborn? Well, the money's not much, and the hours are long, and the days are too many when everything goes wrong. My truck needs more care, my hat's out of style, but that wobbly leg calf sure makes it worthwhile. You know, I reckon there are some jobs with more money and less strife, but this ain't just my job. It's my way of life. of the snow and the bite of the air, the clang of the stockyard gate. Keep the truck running, the radio humming tonight, you don't want to be late. The smell of the wood smoke, the light from the windows, welcome you back home again. Kick the snow off your boots and shut the door tight, let the celebration begin. With a cowboy Christmas tonight Watching headlights bump Down the old gravel drive As family and friends arrive Get out the guitars and everyone sings Jingle bells and oh holy night The men all swap stories of past cowboy glory The weather and the high price of hay All the food brought tonight was cooked up just right And we all hold hands as we pray It's a cowboy Christmas tonight Kids are all whispering secrets down round the Christmas tree. The grown-ups gather up coats to call it a night. Santa will be there soon, but there'll still be stock to see. Christmas on the range starts early and Goodbye to your friends Time to tuck the kids in There's one last thing to be 
done. Get out the Bible, light a candle, read the story of God's own son. Long, long ago on a range much like this, there were shepherds and a star shining bright. The wise men brought gifts and the angels did sing, bringing honor to Jesus feels right. With a cowboy Christmas singing her original A Cowboy Christmas Tonight, one of my favorites from this fabulous collection called A Cowboy Christmas. Mary Kay, you want to tell us a little bit about what inspired that song? I I thank you for asking. I, I just love getting together with friends um, at Christmas time. And one of uh, my favorite gatherings was in a, an old barn that we had behind our house and doing the nativity in there and i just i i just love christmas um in the west and (laughs) that picture of the headlights bumping down the old gravel drive Mm. and that Mm -hmm. you know a picture that you only have and you can see for miles and miles who's coming and um so just i wanted to to paint a picture it's a great uh, memory that found its way into the song. Speaking of Christmas memories, we would love to have everybody share. Maybe we'll start with um, Floyd and then Valerie. Do you have a Christmas memory that you'd like to share? Oh, I have so many Christmas <laughs> memories. I love Christmas. And, you know, uh, going along with Mary Kay's song, we're having the the kids and grandkids come over on Christmas Day, but first they have to get their stock fed, so they'll get here around noon. <laughs> but anyway, that just went along with that song. One of my favorite <laughs> memories is going out to my grandfather's place on Christmas, and he always decorated his tree with strings of popcorn, and he would cut star shapes out of the sides of cereal boxes because the cardboard wasn't as heavy. And then he would cover that with tinfoil and hang Mm -hmm. those on Christmas tree. And his Christmas tree I always thought was one of the prettiest I ever saw. And it didn't have any of the button ornaments and things, but it was a simple tree and it was really pretty. And then we would take a walk down on the canyons on Christmas Day if it was kind of nice. And some of those walks are some of my favorite memories. Walking mm-hmm. along the canyon rim down there with Grandpa or with Dad. So those are some of my memories. Mm-hmm. Mm. Precious. Valerie, what about you? Um, some of my favorite ones are the Christmas Eve candlelight services. And then afterward, just like in Mary Kay's song, we would come home and Floyd would read the um the nativity story to us before the kids went to bed that night. And that was always just a a precious memory for me. And that and, and going to pick out a Christmas tree when I was little and Mm -hmm. just the anticipation of it and where they had the real trees and how they would smell. I just, I just love 
Yeah. Yeah. Mary Kay, what about you? You know, it's so it's so fun how those childhood Christmases really do make a mark. Um, our my father was in the Air Force, and so we spent a couple of years um, when I was five and six years old in Germany. And the Germans love Christmas, and I re- they love children too. And so I remember the Christ- outdoor Christmas markets and the tastes of the German food and the smells in the air. Um, and then I think the most powerful um, memory, of, uh, precious memory of Christmas that I have, I was probably maybe 10, around 10 years old. My mother let me light a candle on Christmas Eve night in my room all by myself. <laughs> mm, so I had wow. this candle, had this little lit candle, and I didn't read the Christmas story, but I closed my eyes in my bed, and I let the, I let the picture in my head, uh, I, I thought of everything about uh, Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus and the angels and the shepherds. And I just, I think that is the moment that I just had such a deep love for um, Jesus. I think that's really mm-hmm. where my deep appreciation for this simple, simple story that means so much to so many people. And it really is the anchor of kind of, a lifetime of being able to really take hope and faith in that that precious little story that affects so many people. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, at the darkest time of the year, we're able to have such a beautiful reminder of love for each one of us. Mm-hmm. Gary, what about you? And I, I, well, I will say before I, before I tell mine, before I tell mine, is that Mary Kay still loves candles. So I, now I know where that came from. <laughs> we got candles all over the house. And it's, they smell wonderful, but if you ever want to figure out what to get Mary Kay for anything, just get her a candle. She's a happy camper. So. <laughs> um, what, what, what about you, Gary? Oh, gee, I don't know. When I when I was growing up, my dad had the old five and ten cent stores. And so uh, he had stores in Nashville and he had stores in uh, my hometown of Hartsville and, uh, and Lebanon. And so we grew up working Christmas Eve. And uh, because, you know, Santa Claus had to come by the store and pick up all of his toys so that he could take back and deliver to the kids that night. So we were real busy. Uh, at Christmas, and we usually stayed till nine or ten o'clock to make sure every every toy went out like it was supposed to. So that was kind of a cool memory. But when uh, Valerie was talking about live Christmas trees, when my kids were growing up out on the farm, we had a lot of cedars, and I would always go out and find a cedar tree, and we had a two-story living room. And so I'd always go out and find a tall, tall cedar and cut it and drag it back to the house and try to get it in there. And sometimes getting that doggone tall tree back to the house, back from the farm, was kind of a chore, you know. So those are those are some those are some great memories that I have. But what about you, Miss Jingle Bell? Well, when I was um, I don't know four or five, I saw the original. Miracle on 34th Street movie with Natalie Wood yeah. um, as the young the young girl and 
it had a huge impression on me. Um, I, I, I sort of, I began to understand a life of service and of serving others and of um, the idea that the spirit of Christmas is year round. And um, I don't know, I, that movie had a real hold on me. And at the time we lived in New Jersey and my dad actually worked in New York city. He took the the bus in, I think every day, but at Christmas time, uh, he would drive us in. Um, I have an older brother and sister, so the five of us would go in, and we would look at all the store windows, and we would go into Macy's and stand in line to see Santa. And I was always a little actually intimidated by actually seeing Santa. And we would get to choose an ornament. Each each of the three of us chose an ornament. And that tradition continued even after we left that area um, with the idea that when we went out on our own and moved moved away, those ornaments would be would go with us and would go to whatever, you know, our first Christmas trees would be. And um, when Jim and I moved from uh, – Connecticut to California in 1990 we made one last trip into the city took the train and it snowed we got chestnuts from a street vendor we went to all of the stores we had lunch at a wonderful place called the Palms and it was a magical magical day and the last time that we visited New York City and um, I have this was actually good questions Gary I, I sat last night and I revisited Christmas and um, had all kinds of memories I'd sort of forgotten. So thank you for the exercise. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun to visit and, and kind of get an insight on everybody. I mean, you know, Mary Kay had never told me about that candle lighting at 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. to hear Floyd and Valerie talk about some of their memories, is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, and one of the things that happens at Christmas time, too, is the fact that we miss people that are not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Valerie has a great poem that's called To Those Who Have Gone Before. Valerie, tell us about this. Well, it's a uh, recitation of a Bruce Kiskadden poem, and it's just in remembrance of of those that we've known and loved. Well, it's uh, it's kind of hard to think about those that we've known and loved who aren't here any longer, but this was a beautiful poem. And uh, then following this poem, we're going to do Mary Kay's great song, Going Home for Christmas. We'll be right back on this special edition of the Campfire Cafe. They were comrades in hours of gladness. They were friends in the hours of need. They were close at our side in the blizzard. They've battled the mad stampede. No monument tells their story, no words from a poet's pen. But they carved the scrolls to their memory in the lives and hearts of men. Their faces gleam in the embers as we rest in some far-out camp, alone with the voices of the night wind and the picketed horses tramp. We thank the all-wise creator that we met with them here on earth. Those characters bold and daring, but strong in their sterling worth. For regardless of fame or fortune, we know that when our lives are through, we'll meet with the God who made us and the souls of the friends we knew.
the bunkhouse out back. He helped round the ranch with his cow dog named Jack. He'd been here for years, long as I can recall. Stayed through the summer and on through the fall. Come December when the north winds blow in the snow, we know it was time for old Isle to go. When he'd shuffle in the kitchen, put his hat to his chest, he'd look at my daddy, make this simple request. I'll be going home for Christmas this year. I figure I've done all I can do around here. Won't you feed old Jack till I get back? Cause I'm going home for Christmas this by Mary Kay Holtz, and before that, it was Those Who Have Gone Before, a beautiful poem by Valerie Beard. And uh, Mary Kay, tell us about this song. What what triggered your writing of this one? It was, uh, it was inspired by a neighbor who passed away on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And um, it kind of pays tribute to the kind of um, work families that that um, ranching culture and cowboy culture kind of gather around themselves. There's um, 
you know, people take care of each other and stay loyal to the same outfit for, for years and years. And um, it's not uncommon to, to see that kind of loyalty from, from the hands that work on, on a ranch. And so I wanted to kind of put that into a story. So it's, it's a made up person that inspired by real, real people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song, but, um, we are not through talking about Christmases and Christmas gifts. And so um, let me see. Valerie, tell us about your favorite Christmas gift from Floyd. You know, I've been thinking about this for a long time, Gary. And I'm I'm <laughs> going to be I'm going to be really diplomatic and say it's the gift I get each Christmas from Floyd. Just his love and being. That's oh, that is pretty. That is. You're a politician too, aren't you? No, I get <laughs> That's pretty special. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty special gift. That is a precious gift. Floyd, what about you? What's your favorite well, gift mine, from Valerie? Mine's really easy. It comes to mind right off. In 1980, Valerie was expecting our first child, and we had oh, wow. some neighbors. We had some neighbors that didn't live too far away across the pasture that had a cute little old gal. She must have been about three. Well, Valerie comes in one evening and tells me I need to pack in a big box. And so I went out and got that box, and she said it was just we were going to store it for the neighbors. It was the little girl's tricycle for Christmas. Uh-huh. And so I went out and got the box and brought it in and put it kind of in a corner behind the Christmas tree and just left it there and never thought more, any more about it. And come Christmas Eve, I wanted to take that box over. And, and she said, no, no, they want it to stay here till Christmas morning. They'll come and get it when they're ready. So, okay, you've got this all planned. And so I left it there. Well, come Christmas morning, she we opened our gifts, and she says, well, there's one more. And I said, well, where's it? And she said, in that box there in the corner. And I said, I'm not opening this little girl's tricycle. <laughs> and I wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, after some good talking, she finally convinced me that I needed to open that box. And so I opened it up. And there was a Keystone saddle, my first oh. saddle oh, wow. I had in our married life. And and I still ride that Keystone today. I've ridden it hundreds and hundreds of miles. And, and uh, I packed it in and stored it in the corner myself. <laughs> oh, wow. That is too cool. That is too cool. Yeah. Mary Kay, pay, yeah. Attention, pay attention to that, would you? Mary Kay, pay attention to that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, Mary Kay, it's your turn. Well, sweetheart, we've only had one Christmas together. (laughs) I know. So you want to tell us about that? Well, (laughs) yes. So my favorite gift from last Christmas, we I actually helped pick it out. So I wanted (laughs) the buckle. 
the buckle that I was wearing actually was um, one of my son's buckles, and I just had been using it for probably years. <laughs> it was time to return the buckle to my son, <laughs> and so I thought, I need a new buckle. And uh, so Gary and I started shopping for buckles on eBay. And gosh, do you remember how much time we took doing that? We went back and forth. It well, took a was, long time there to find yeah, there were several buckles that she was interested in, and I finally, I finally secured the one that she really wanted the most. But uh, so that was her the first. That, that was I, our first Christmas together. Yeah, and the buckle is almost as big as a dinner plate, a <laughs> dessert plate at least. Oh yeah, she wanted a. <laughs> oh gosh. I wanted a big yeah, buckle. To... I get teased about it all the time, but I love it. And I've seen another gal wear one like it, and I thought. I want a big buckle like that, and so it's it's pretty big. <laughs> it's pretty big, it's pretty big, and she wears it everywhere, so that's pretty cool. But got it on right now, uh, almost daily. Yeah. So yeah. my favorite Christmas memory with Mary Kay is the fact that uh, last year I, I I knew what she wanted because she told me, and um, this year I kept asking her what she wanted. And she hadn't told me. And we're getting, you know, it's getting closer to Christmas. And I know that things are getting hard to get. And she hadn't told me what to get her. And so I finally, one morning, it just suddenly hit me what to get for her. And I went out and got it about three weeks ago. And so I thought, hallelujah, I've gotten it. And I've got it wrapped. And I've picked out a beautiful card. And it's written on and sealed. And I thought I was through, and then I found out that I had to get her Christmas stocking, and then she gave mm. me a list of stuff she wanted. So mm -hmm. I was until yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I finally got her stocking and filled it, and so it's hung by the chimney with care, but uh, that, that was the deal. That was the deal. Bobby, what about you? Favorite gift from well, Jim? Well, that's a yeah, that's kind of a hard question. We um, we don't always have gifts for one another. We we honor and and love each other in such a way all year long that somehow we get to Christmas and it's it's about everybody else. And um, we just plan to have a really nice really nice dinner or. Um, we take a day, um, I think actually next, next week, we're going to try to go to Santa Fe for a day. We just p sort of plan something special. Um, but as I think over the gifts, I, I don't have a lot of gifts from Jim, nor does he have from me, but I will say that, um, when I got, when I fell in love with the West head on, head on heel over uh in love with the west that first christmas i got a pair of red boots and i oh, was wow. so surprised because i hadn't asked for boot i hadn't you know but that's that was um that was so wonderful it also acknowledged the direction that our life was beginning to go <laughs> with our passion both of us uh, for the west uh. And then for, I don't know, maybe the next year or two after, he would give me a pair of boots. Um, 
So again, I had to really think that I had to think that question through, Gary, because <laughs> we've been married, it'll be 40 years next year. And, and I can really only kind of remember a, a handful of wonderful gifts. Mostly we have an experience together as we celebrate the Christmas season. Oh, that's too cool. That is too cool. Well, Mary Kay and I have experiences every day, I think. So <laughs> well, what do you think, Mary Kay? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well, this has just been absolutely too much fun uh, to visit with, first of all, Santa and Mrs. Claus. Golly, how special that was to have them drop in and visit with us while they're so busy. And then to have Floyd and Valerie with us. Thank you guys so much. Well, thank oh, you. Oh, it's been fun. Yes, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're wonderful. Very we'll have to do this. We'll have to do this again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Mary Kay, always so much fun to have you on <laughs> and uh, to visit. And so I've learned. So I learn something new about you every day. But I learned something <laughs> new to you about you today on the radio show, which is kind of cool. So I like that. <laughs> and uh and Bobby as well. Bobby Bell as well. So anyway, it's it's been great to have you with us and to help us celebrate Christmas today with a special edition of the show. We are going to close out this segment with uh two numbers. And Floyd, the first one is Reindeer Wrangler, and I have cracked up <laughs> listening to this this week. So tell us how did you come to write this thing? Well, I was just thinking one day, you know, that would be quite a chore to have to take care of all those reindeer, and especially the ones you can't keep in. And that's kind of where this came from. The rest of it just came from everyday life around the ranch. All right. So this is Reindeer Wrangler. And Mary Kay, we're going to follow that up with Santa's Roundup. So tell us about this. Oh, that is just a perfect song to go after Floyd's. Floyd's wonderful uh, poems, so I'm excited. You've done a great job just really pairing the poems with the music, and um, it was just, just a fun song that I've written for my children. Well, it's it's a great song, and the kids sing it with you now, too, so that's kind of special as well. So that's, That is pretty cool. Well, again, thank you all for joining us today on this special edition of the Campfire Cafe. And we're going to close this with Rain, Reindeer Wrangler and Santa's Roundup. And then Bobby Jingle Bell and I will be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Let me tell you all a story about an outfit that I rode, about some stock that I tended and some troubles that I knowed. A drought had gripped the rangeland. My job had all played out. I placed an ad in the paper, my cowboy skills to tout. My ad soon got an answer. Boss named Nick lived way up north, offered wages, room, and board, so I decreed I'd sally forth. T'was a job wrangling reindeer. Nick allowed no need to dread. Gentler varmints you'll never find, at least that's what old Nicholas said. And I admit they was gentle, and they'd eat most anything, bark, hay, willow branches, my gloves, hat, and stampede string. The worst was Nick's special eight. Now those boogers would fly over every kind of fence or gate in search of their favorite stover. I had piles of northern hay 
and ground corn in the bin. But those winged kind of reindeer, simply put, would not stay in. They'd fly around up in the sky. I was grounded on a horse. They'd fly straight from here to there while I'd chart an earthly course. Now this ranch had waddies, little men, clever gents with hand or tool. Now I had them braid me up some rope. And they spun out lines by the spool. And Nick, he gave me some candy canes. Those sweets brought those rannies down. And I snapped lines to their collars. And I staked them deer birds to the ground. Well, them reindeer took to this new life. Well, like into it, they was born. And I'd take them out for exercise, dallied to my saddle horn. One eve, old Nick gives a shout and hitched those deer up to a sleigh, then throwed on this big red pack, and just like that, they flew away. Where they went, I do not know. Not sure what that was about. But when they flew back in at daybreak, them deer was sure enough tuckered out. Well, I heard it rained in Texas, so I threw my Sugan on, and I lit out at a long trot, headed south at the break of dawn. And I'm back to punching cattle. But from my travels I have found, I like doing my work a horseback, and I like my livestock on the ground. Santa's 
But I assure you, friend, that he's not the last to hurt the stock that graves gathered. It was shepherds first told of his son's birth. So good tidings to all and joy to the world. On earthmen's God's grace is still unfurled. A thousand years from now, I assume, darkmen will still hear. That's the song that has no tune. It's a poem by R.P. Smith and the music by Mary Kay Holt. Well, Bobby, it has been a fun, fun show, and uh, we've got big doings for the rest of this week. Get ready for Christmas in just two days. So uh, what are you and Jim doing? You going to Santa Fe? Uh, well, we may do that one day next week. We, um, I, I have a commitment um, through most of tomorrow, and then um, at 4.30 or so, we will pick up our Christmas Eve a meal, which is uh, from the St. James Tea Room. It's high tea that includes things like um, the Beef Wellingtons and, um, oh, my gosh, it's an amazing menu, and we will bring that home. We may try to get to a church service as well. And then um, our Christmas Day will just be here, the two of us, but we will spend a good part of it on the phone with family as everybody lives at a distance. So the holidays tend to be a lot of um, a lot of wonderful long long you know, long distance communication. <laughs> and what about, what about you guys? Yeah, what about well, you? Well, let's see. This evening, Mary Kay's family is coming over and we'll be celebrating Christmas. And uh, I think it's kind of a potluck thing. And then on Friday, that's tomorrow, we'll just kind of mm-hmm. get things all ready for Christmas Day. And then Christmas, we'll open our gifts together. And uh, drop by one of my daughter's houses and leave their presents. And then COVID has been horrible. So my mother is uh, quarantined. She's in an assisted living facility. And her husband is in a critical care unit right now. So we're going to go by uh, the assisted living facility. And because we can't go in, we'll stand outside of her window. window <laughs> and we'll just kind of wave and and talk on the telephone yeah. and look at each other for a few minutes. And then uh, I have another daughter that will be here on the 26th on Sunday. So that will kind of wrap things up for us yeah. for Christmas. And mm-hmm. and then we get ready for New Year's Eve. And it's yeah. unbelievable <laughs> to think that another year has come and gone. And so 
we're going to be swinging with Carlos Washington next week, aren't we? Yes, we will be. We'll be swinging out 2021 and swinging in 2022. <laughs> I just I just barely got to where I could write 21, you know. Now I've got to go to 22. I know. Uh, we don't don't we don't write enough checks anymore. It's all credit cards, debit cards. But uh, anyway, it has been a fun show, and as we've enjoyed Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, and we've talked about our gifts and, and memories, we have to remember that it's all because of the babe. And we're going to close the show today with a beautiful song that Mary Kay did. It's called "It All Began in a Barn." And Merry Christmas to you and Jim, Miss Bobby. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Campfire Cafe in Saddle of America. Merry Christmas.